Well, praise the name of the Lord. It is great to be back again tonight in Columbia, Mississippi. Amen. And uh, I have looked forward for a long season to uh, coming to see you all, be with your wonderful pastor and his wife, and to get a look at that building. First time I came, there was a bunch of trees out there. Second time I came, the trees were gone, and the earth had been shoved around. And when we were pulling up tonight, uh, in one sense, I have neither part nor lot in this, but I was squealing like a kid. I think that is utterly fabulous. That bill, I'm telling you, that is exciting. That is exciting. That is beautiful. And uh, I know you cannot wait uh, to get into that building. And uh, I know it's a long haul, but it's going to be worth every bit of it. And uh, I cannot wait to go through it tomorrow. I'm excited and thrilled for the Church of Columbia. And uh, you folks deserve it. And this wonderful pastor and his wife. Amen. God bless it. God bless brother and sister. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. And uh, another remark before we go to the word of the Lord is, uh, I know what it's like to go through building projects. And I know what it's like to have a number, to have a busy, busy time. And to have a number of preachers through one upon the other. And the church not get to hear their pastor. There's something about it. You just got to hear the voice Amen. of the shepherd. You Amen. just got to hear that voice. Right. So I've, I've, I've been there on his end of it. And, uh, and I've been on this end of it. Uh, but I do feel like God would like to pay us a visitation. Tonight, tomorrow, and Friday. Hallelujah. I don't know what all he's going to do. I gave uh, Brother Bourne here some notes tonight. I don't even know if I'm going to preach that. I thought I was till I got up here. Praise the Lord. And uh, But I believe the Holy Ghost wants to help us. I believe the Holy Ghost wants to move in our midst. I believe God wants to touch some hearts and meet some needs. And save some souls. Praise God. And uh, how many want that? Amen, amen, amen. How many believe God is a big, mighty, holy God? And He's in His house tonight. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to tell you what let's do. Let's pray right now. We need the mind of the Lord. And we want to do the perfect will of God tonight. Lord God, in Jesus' name, I'm asking you, God, to direct our hearts absolutely, totally, perfectly, God. According to the riches of your glory, move and minister, God, very deeply and powerfully. Quicken us, God, in your matchless presence and ways. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. God, I worship you. God, I worship you. Oh, God, I worship you. 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 I love you, Jesus. Amen. Hang on to those notes. Maybe tomorrow. Praise the Lord. I'd like you to turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 21 tonight. 1 Samuel chapter 21 tonight. Thank the Lord for His abundant mercy and grace. We're serving a wonderful God. I do not know... Nobody knows how much time we have left on this earth collectively as the church. We certainly don't know how much time any one of us individually 
has. Uh, we could have a thousand more services. This could be the last service for all of us, or it could be the last service for one of us. We don't know. Uh, this I do know. We need to live for a kingdom that will never be shaken. Hallelujah. A lot of people in this world living for a lot of things. But God has blessed us and lowered the scepter and allowed us to come into His presence and say, of all peoples of the world, I want you to live for me and to do my will. And the world doesn't always understand that. They don't know where we're coming from. But God knows where we are coming from. Hallelujah. And He knows where we're going. And He knows how fast we're going to get there. I want to begin reading tonight at verse number 10 of 1 Samuel chapter 21. And David arose and fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. And the servants of Achish said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul hath slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands? And David laid up these words in his heart, and was sore afraid of Achish the king of Gath. And he changed his behavior before them and feigned himself mad in their hands and scrabbled on the doors of the gate and let his spittle fall down upon his beard. Then said Achish unto his servants, Lo, you see, the man is mad. Wherefore then have you brought him to me? Have I need of madmen that you have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? Verse 1 of 22, David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adelam. And could we ask God one more time? To move and anoint every heart and every soul and every mind. Lord God, in Jesus' name, we're asking, oh gracious God, for a special touch and breath of your life and your spirit on our hearts tonight. Oh Jesus, quicken us by your word and by your spirit. Give us good understanding of your ways and your mind and your will, both now, in the future, and forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you so very, very much. You may be seated tonight. Amen. Now I'm going to lean just a little bit tonight on uh, the understanding that probably the majority of you have concerning the principal character we've read about tonight by the name of David. And yet, while I'm going to lean on that, at the same token, I'm going to back up just a little and uh, cover some of the bases of his life so that as much as is possible, amen, we are uniformly brought up to speed, if I can use that phrase, as to exactly what it is we're about to discuss in the Word of the Lord tonight. We're reading about a man that is or was on the lamb. Amen. Meaning he was fleeing. He was running from powers that were out to destroy him. And this personage was the great future king of Israel, David. This was the sweet psalmist of Israel. This was the man that God said was a man after his own heart. This was a man who would become, was a mighty warrior, would become a mighty, mighty captain of the Lord's host. This was a man who would be a prophet. 
This was a man that would write, amen, the vast majority of the book of Psalms. This is the man that next to the name Jesus, his name is mentioned more times in the Bible than any other human being. Over 1116 times is David's name mentioned in the Bible. And yet for all that he did and all that he accomplished and the bravery that he wrought, when we find him here, he is in one of the sorriest predicaments of his life. Basically what had happened was David came to the forefront of the attention of Israel when he slew a giant by the name of Goliath. And David and Goliath is the David that most everyone knows this young man by. He was the slayer of the giant that troubled Israel. And when he slew that giant, a man, he was going back with his king, a man by the name of Saul. He had been in his house previously. He had played the harp for him. In so doing, he drove away evil spirits that had settled down upon that rebellious king. Now he went to the battle to deliver cheeses and goods for his brethren from the hand of his father Jesse. While there Goliath stood forth on the other side of a valley, he mocked the children of Israel, he mocked the God of Israel, and while all the army of Israel fled, David said, it will not be this way. And before the sun sets, the fowls of the air are going to be eating off of the flesh of that giant. And so with five small stones, smooth stones, and the name of the Lord, he brought down the giant Goliath. As he joined his king at the end of a great victory, they began to make their way back into the cities of Israel. And as they were making their way back, the Bible says that the women of the cities, the wives, the daughters, the mothers of that of that. Uh, army that went out to war, they began to meet these returning warriors. And the Bible said they had timbrels. Anybody got a tambourine up here? Is there a tambourine in the house? Son, I thought I was in Mississippi. Praise God. Every church in Mississippi is supposed to have 200 tambourines. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, that's all right. You all remember what a tambourine is. Amen. No problem. We don't need it. We don't need it really. We don't. I don't want to swing that guy's guitar either. Praise the Lord. But they got the tambourines, the timbrels. And as the army began to come back, they entered into the hearts of these women that they wanted, amen, to restore some of the virtue that these men had expended. And so they began to sing, amen, and dance before the Lord. And they began to sing a song that Saul the king hath slain his thousands. And no doubt as King Saul was, was coming back and he began to hear singing off in the distance, he was tired as everyone else was and he began to rejoice because he was hearing the music and, and he couldn't... Why, looky there. Hallelujah. I come off the drums, huh? God love him. I hope you get it back, brother. Praise the Lord. And uh, he began to, to hear the women as they were playing off in the distance. And, and his ear perked up. And what is it, Abner, that they are singing? And, and he listened closely and they began to sing. Saul had slain his thousands. What did they say? Saul had slain his thousands. And, and they said, hey, I, I like that. I like that. And then as he drew closer, he began to hear that there was a second verse to that song. And they were singing, Saul hath slain his thousands, and David hath slain his ten thousands. I said, now Saul, you want me to sing a special tomorrow night? Praise God. Hallelujah. Now he liked the first part of that song. Saul has slain his thousands. Now when the battle started, he was sitting under a juniper tree, amen, and, or, or, or under a, a pomegranate tree, and was making no move whatsoever to win any victories. But before the day was over, it was David that brought down Goliath, amen, and the onslaught was on. So he was enjoying the refrain that Saul had slain his thousands, but when he began to hear about David slaying his ten thousands, 
Something fell in the countenance of Saul. David, no doubt, young, feeling the euphoria of victory. Amen. Riding in the back of the carriage and, and enjoying it all. And, and oh, this is neat. This is wonderful. And, 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 and he saw as Saul turned and gave him a look. A bone-chilling look. A green-eyed, jealousy look. Amen. And Saul said, what more can they attribute to this young stripling? Amen. But the kingdom itself. And the Bible said he eyed David from that day forward. And he set about and he sought to destroy that young man through many, many, many means. Amen. But he underestimated David. And he underestimated David's God. When he decided to destroy him by sending him out to fight more Philistines, he simply came back with greater and greater victories. Hallelujah. When he saw that he loved his daughter, he decided that he would still... Uh, slay David by saying, you've got to bring me proof that uh, David has slain a hundred Philistines. And he came back with proof of two hundred dead Philistines. And after many, many times of, of throwing a javelin and trying to kill David by his own hand, he finally sent his soldiers up to David's room to bring him out and slay him on the spot. And David had to flee for his life. And uh, we won't go through all of the stories. David had opportunity to slay Saul. Uh, oh, more than one occasion was he delivered into his hand. But, but uh, uh, he refused to do so because it was the Lord's anointed. And so now he finally came to a place of desperation that he said, Surely one of these days I'm going to be slain by the hand of Saul. So that's when he escaped. He arose and fled for fear of Saul. And of all places on God's green earth for David to run and flee to, he went to the land of the Philistines. And of all the places of the lands of the Philistines to go to, he went to Gath, which was Goliath's hometown. And he went to the king of Gath, Achish by name. Now of all places to run, I cannot fathom why David would go to Goliath's hometown. And I can't imagine, amen, what all took place. So I'm just going to let my imagination run a little ways. And, and I don't know that it happened this way. And you don't know that it didn't happen this way. So tonight we'll hear my story. Praise God. I can see the gates of the city open as they are for through the day. And, and David begins to make his way into the city. And the women are drawn well, water from the well. And they're, they're trading recipes. And men are in the marketplace and, and uh, uh, going about their business. And the soldiers of the king are going to and fro. And somebody sees a stranger coming into the city. And nobody thinks all that big a deal about it. And somebody takes a second look and says, this guy looks vaguely familiar. And... Uh, 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 and as he gets closer, he says, I know you from somewhere. Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, yeah. You're not a Philistine, are you? Uh, no, 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 I'm not a Philistine. What's your name? Oh, what does that matter? I'm just kind of looking for a place to stay for a while. You look familiar to me. Uh, you're David. You're David. And then somebody else comes up. This is David. And then somebody else. Pretty soon they got a little cadre of people. This is David. Check him out. He came to our town. And then some more. And some more. And everybody's around him. And everybody's ooing and aahing. And, 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 and the soldiers are coming. That is David. I remember David. I, I watched him the day he brought Goliath down. And, and everybody's ooh. And, and, this, and, and so the king, Achish, he's up in his chambers and he knows something's going on. He, he hears the rustling of a, of a kind of a mob out there. And, and, and he looks out the window and, and, he, and there's something going on. So he goes down and he sits on the throne. And, and here 
come the soldiers and here come the men and, and here comes the city and everybody. And they've got this guy with them and, and, and they're saying, hey, 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 Saul, Saul, I mean, Achish, do you know who this is? Do you know who this is? No, introduce me. And somebody says, this is David, man. This is the guy they used to sing a song about. How did that thing go? And some of the soldiers said, oh yeah, we'll never forget it. It went like uh, one and two and Saul had slain his thousands. And David has slain his ten thousands. I said, now Saul. And then, and then there's some more picking it up and they're all, and they're saying that, and they're forgetting that the thousands of slain they're talking about are Philistines. And it started with the hero of the city whose name, amen, was Goliath. And all of a sudden, while they're all singing or talking and whatever they were doing and, and say, look at here, guess who's here? And this, and, and he sees a look. He had seen before. It wasn't the first time he had looked upon a king. And it wasn't the first time that he saw the green eye of jealousy. And there was something in Achish's countenance saying, Boy, you got some kind of boldness. Now the Jews call it chutzpah. Chutzpah. That's brassiness. That's boldness. Uh, chutzpah is like a kid that kills his parents and then he, and then he pleads mercy from the court because he's an orphan. Okay? Well, that's, that's the kind of boldness David had. He, he kills Goliath and then he kills thousands of Philistines and, and on and on. And now he's seeking refuge and where does he go? But Goliath's hometown and the center of the Philistine populace. And he wants them to hide him. And all the people, amen, they're, they're gaga after him. And, and that's David, and that's the man. And let me touch him, and on and on. And, and Achish is looking at him like, boy, what is wrong with you anyway? Why did you come here? Now, what is he to do? The only answer he had, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask him, why did you go to Gath? And he will probably say, it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> Amen. Like most of our ideas, <laughs> seemed like a good idea at the time. And, uh, but now there he is. Here is a, a fawning crowd. Here is a, a, a king giving him the evil eye. Is he going to grab a sword? Is he going to fight his way out? No way. Is he going to fall on his knees and beg mercy and say, I didn't mean to hurt Goliath. I was just funning with him. What's the guy going to do? There's no answer. He's in too deep to pull out. He's in too far. He's killed too many Philistines. He's wrought too many victories. Amen. For the people of God. Now he's in the center of the enemy camp. Now he's being eyed by another king. Amen. And, and he's standing there and he doesn't know exactly what to do. But now we begin to see that for whatever mistake he made to get in that position, he was still a pretty smart cookie. So when the music dies down and all eyes are on him and the king's staring, he starts to jerk. Now this is going to be a very deep theological message tonight. Hallelujah. He, he starts to jerk. And then he starts to spit. I'm just... I'm going to tell you about it. I'm not going to demonstrate. And he starts spitting. And he's jerking. And he runs over to the gate. And he begins to scrabble on the gate, which as best I can tell means 
he began to hang from the bars like a monkey. And he's jerking, and he's spitting, and he's gagging, and he's screaming, and he's swinging, and he's lost his mind, and he's acting like a, a dingbat, and he's, he's crazy. And everybody's looking at him. David. No wonder he showed up. The guy's lunatic fringe. He's out of his mind. The poor man. What a, what an end to come to somebody that had so much promise. And he's spitting and gagging and shaking and swinging. And Achish is checking him out. And Achish says, Have I need of madmen? It's not like I don't have enough already. That I'm, you expect me to bring this mad fellow into my house when he's an obvious nutcase. He's a lunatic. And you want me to bring him into my house? And they said, I, and they open up the gate and he jerks and he spits and he rolls around a little and gets up and he jumps and he clicks his heel and he looks and he waves and he spits and the whole city's watching him as he gets over the first hill. And soon as he sees they're out of sight, and brother, he takes off running like nobody's business. And the Bible says he escaped to the cave Adullam. Hallelujah. Now David may have made some mistakes. But brother, at that moment, he showed he was still a pretty sharp cookie. Amen. When you backed him into a corner. Hallelujah. And uh, they probably said from that day forward, David is crazy. Have you heard about David? He's lost his mind. Have you heard about David? He's went over the deep end. Have you heard about David? Man, he's too far gone. Have you heard about David? Man, he's all messed up. Have you heard about David? He, he, he's mad. He's crazy. But brother, I'm going to tell you something tonight. If David was crazy, he's crazy like a fox is crazy. And that's what I want to preach about tonight is crazy like a fox. While they thought he was crazy, while they thought he had lost his mind, while they thought he's gone off the deep end somewhere, what they didn't realize was that old boy was making his escape, amen, out of their world. Hallelujah. And I may as well just bring it down right here. The world does not know what to think of us. And the world does not know what to make of us. And the world is yet to figure us out. And for a lot of people, that's about the time they come to this church and they get baptized in Jesus name and they receive the gift of the Holy Ghost statements like boy they're crazy boy they went off the deep end boy they went off too far brother if it's crazy I got news for you we're crazy like a fox is crazy Hallelujah. It may not make any sense to the world, but if it makes sense to our God, hallelujah, there is a people that have made up their mind, like it or lump it, we're going to live for Jesus. Appreciate it or understand it makes no difference. We've got our mind made up and our direction set, and we're going to live for God. Hallelujah. If we're crazy tonight, we're crazy like a fox is crazy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The greatest thing God ever did in your life was say, hey, 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 step out of your world. Step out of your environment. Step out of this society and say, for me and my house, we're going to serve God. We're going to walk with a God. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. Speaking of this world, he said, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my thoughts 
above your thoughts and my ways above your ways. There's a lot about living for God in the 20th, fixing to be the 21st century that don't make a whole lot of sense to this world. I can't help it if it don't make a whole lot of sense. What I know is brother for me and my house, we're walking on with Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to do the work of God. We're going to do the will of God. We're going to obey the word of the Lord. And whether they make sense or not, it makes sense to an innumerable company of angels. Hallelujah. That turns and watches God's people to say, now they're thinking. Now they're walking correctly. Let's lift our hands and love Him just all. Oh God, I love you. Oh, God, I love you. Oh, God, I love you, Jesus. Oh, God, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. A lot of things don't make sense to this world, but they make sense to us. Amen. One thing the world doesn't understand is why we get so excited about coming to church. You let someone, they can go to the bar every night of the week. They can spend their whole paycheck sitting at a bar stool. And they'll have comrades and buddies that to them, because that's the way they live, that makes sense. But you let that same person make up their mind. I'm going to go to the house of the Lord three times a week every time the doors open. But brother, if they have four services a week, I'll be there. And if they have five services a week, I'll be there. Because I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. They can't understand it. You can go to a bar every night and they'll never bat an eye. But you come to the house of the Lord two, three, four, five times a week and they can't figure it out. I don't care if they can figure it out or not. All I know is what I find when I get here. All I know is what I feel. All I know is what my God has done for me. If it's crazy, we're crazy like a fox is crazy. He said, brother, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. But so much the more as you see the day approaching. There's a day approaching this world the world cannot see. They're oblivious to it. They are not seeing the signs of the times. They don't want to face up that something's got to give in this world that we are living in. So many things are pointing and I'm not going to get off into it. I'm no prophecy teacher to begin with anyway. Hallelujah. If you want to know if I'm pre, pre, mid, or post, I'm pan. I'm a pan tripper, brother. Live for God, love Jesus, come trouble or woe, sorrow or no, everything's going to pan out all right. Hallelujah. You just walk with God. You just obey this good book. You just know how to pray. You know how to worship. You know how to hear the man of God. You know how to follow the Spirit of the Lord. And I got news for you, brother. When that trumpet sounds, you're going to get out of this world. Hallelujah. There's going to be a world that's taking marks. There's going to be a world that's selling their souls to follow a world system. But there's going to be some people. They call us crazy. But brother, if we're crazy, we're crazy like a fox is crazy. We're getting out of a world that's going to hell in a handbasket. We have turned and made our exit. Hallelujah. Now we were in the mess. We got ourselves in a fix. We were all messed up. We were in tight places. If you thought David was in a tight place, most of us, when we came to God, we were in some tight places. But God knows how to get us out of the mess we're in. One thing we do is something the world don't understand. It's called... I don't know if you can take this heavy word. It's called, okay, it's called repent. Do what? You know, repent. What do you mean repent? Tell God you're sorry for the sins, for the life, for the way that you've lived, for the shame. 
The world can't understand altar calls. The world can't understand people coming down, bending knees, amen, lifting up hands or bowing their face to a carpet and saying, God, I want you to forgive me. God, I want you to wash me. Someone can look on askance and say, what in the world are they doing? They look like they're crazy to me. Brother, if they're crazy, they're crazy like a fox is crazy. They have met their match. They have met their maker. They've decided my load of sin is too big for me and I want to get away from it. And the wisest words that were ever spoken to any generation is repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The world doesn't understand repentance but we understand repentance. We know the power of repentance. We know the glory of repentance. It may not make sense to anybody but it makes sense to us to tell God we're sorry. It means something to tell God you're sorry. It means something to have an awe of God and a fear of God. We're in a world that has lost the fear of God. And I'm going to give you this, and it's another message, but I'm just going to tap into it for a second. My humble opinion from here on out, Brother Carney, the revival we're going to see, there's going to be one common thread found in every soul that comes to Jesus. If they stick at all, they're going to have a fear of God. They're going to have a fear of God. They may be a drunkard. They may be a deacon in a denominal church. Hallelujah. In fact, I really believe one of our greatest revival sources is going to come from denominal people. Amen. That they've been in their churches that are dead and dull and twice plucked and they can look around them and see this place does not have the awe of God. They may not understand the way we worship. Amen. And we may be carefree and happy and skip and dance and everything else. But the bottom line of this, and you don't, you're not in this church five minutes before you begin to understand, they do have an awe of God. These folks do have a fear of the Lord. They have a respect of God. I believe, amen, that those people out of the denominal world that still have an awe of God and a fear of God. Those are the people that God's going to be able to tug their hearts. Again, if they're sitting in a Sunday school or in an auditorium or they're sitting on a bar stool or they're working underneath some car, amen, or they're running the roads or they're selling pot and crack and God knows what else, but somewhere lurking down deep inside of them there is something that has an awe of God. The world doesn't understand it, but I'm here to tell you, if it's crazy, we're crazy like a fox. Hallelujah. There is a righteous God that's going to bring judgment on this world. And there's a people that say, hey, for me and my house, I'll bend the knee. I'll repent. I'll tell God I'm sorry. Because when He forgives, when He lifts the load, when He lightens the burden, when we make our way to a baptistry and we take on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is something else they don't understand. That's not the way the nominal world does it. It's always done in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. It's done that way every single time we ever baptize in this church. Because we baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Every time we baptize... It's in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now, we don't repeat those titles because Father is not a name. That's a title. I'm a father or I wouldn't be here. Or I'm a father. There's my wife, which means I'm a husband. I'm a father. I've got three boys in California and I'm a son or I wouldn't be here. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a son. So I manifest to my wife as a husband. To my boys, I manifest myself as a father. To my parents, I manifest myself as a son. But there's only one of me. And my name is Larry Booker. God is a spirit. And there's just one spirit. There is just one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. 
Shimei Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Kud. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. God is a spirit, John 4, 24. Ephesians 4, 4, we are all baptized by one spirit into one body. Hallelujah. And that God spoke everything into existence. He is the Father of all creation. But that God could not bleed, that God could not die, and that God could not be tempted. So what He did, His Spirit overshadowed a virgin by the name of Mary. And in her womb was conceived a child. And He was born into the earth. And the Bible said in John 1 and 10, He was in the world, and the world was made by Him. 1 Timothy 3.16, without controversy, Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, believed on in the world, preached unto the Gentiles, received up in the glory. Hallelujah. This God that couldn't bleed said, I'll come and live in a body that can bleed. This God that couldn't die said, I'll live in a body and through that body I'll taste death for every man. This God that could not be tempted said, I will come robe myself in human flesh and in all points be tempted. That's why it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. He is Father. He is Son. Now his Spirit is poured out upon us. We call it the Holy Ghost. But it's one God we baptize in the name of the Father. Jesus said, I've come in my Father's name. We baptize in the name of the Father. Jesus hath my inheritance a more excellent name than the angels. The name of the Son is Jesus. The Father in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. One day Philip said to Jesus, show us the Father. And it sufficeth us. He said, if you'd known me, you should have known my Father also. Henceforth you know him and have seen him. Hallelujah. For the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Uh, Colossians 1.19, it pleased the Father that in Him should all fullness dwell. When you saw Jesus Christ of the New Testament, you saw Jehovah God of the Old Testament robed in human flesh. Hallelujah. We baptize in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins because that's the name of the Father. That is the name of the Son. Hallelujah. And when you receive the Holy Ghost, Colossians 1.27, it is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The world doesn't understand it, but it makes sense to us, and it makes sense to God. Hallelujah. Call it crazy. We're crazy like a fox is crazy. It's our ticket out of here. Hallelujah. 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 People don't understand it. People may not appreciate it, brother. They may think we're out of our mind. But I'm here to tell you, brother, there is neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We're fixing to make our exit out of here. There's going to be a trumpet sound. Hallelujah. There's going to be somebody that rises up to meet him in the air. The world don't understand it. If we're crazy, we're crazy. is crazy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a couple more things. The world doesn't understand our lifestyle. I don't understand you folks. Brother born. I don't understand how come you don't go out there and mow your lawn in a pair of shorts and a muscle shirt. I, for one, am really glad you don't. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I, just, I just can't understand that. I just can't understand that. Amen. And I can't understand, Sister Bourne, why you don't wear his clothes. People say, how come your women wear dresses? My answer is, for the same reason our men wear slacks. Same reason. 
I'm also glad you didn't show up tonight in a dress. You're really thankful, aren't you? It just would not become you. We're people that are just trying to please the Lord. We're just trying to make Him happy. God made me a man. He wants me to look like a man. God made you a woman, ma'am. He wants you to look like a lady. Hallelujah. It's just as simple as that. But we're in a world that has lost its orientation. And it's so turned upside down and inside out. They can't even understand why we're just trying to be normal. Amen. And do what's right in the sight of God. You can call it crazy if you want to. But uh, uh, Hebrews 12, 14 is still in effect. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. We're we're just trying to be right. We're just trying to please the Lord. Call it crazy if you want to, brother. If we are, we're crazy like a fox. There's going to be a trumpet sound. And he's going to take a people home that have made themselves ready. Hallelujah. 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 How many are thankful for a pastor that teaches you what's right? Teaches you how to be saved? Teaches you what's going to please the Lord? Hallelujah. Let him call him crazy. He's crazy like a fox. He knows what thus saith the word of the Lord. How many are glad he baptized you in Jesus' name? How many are glad you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. It's our ticket out of here. And they don't understand how we can get so happy. When we come to the house of the Lord, amen, being in the churches where reverence and rigor and mortis are one and the same, hallelujah, That is not my idea of church. When I used to go to those churches, it was not my idea of church. My thinking of church was, if I can sit here one hour through this and suffer through this boring outfit, it'll pay for my sins all week long. I never understood what that man was saying. I never understood what point he was trying to make. I never understood why other people would want to sit there like me. I just figured, I guess everybody's paying for their sins. Brother, that's not church. But I wasn't in this thing five minutes before I realized these people, hallelujah, lifted their hands and loved the Lord. These people were like David of old when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. It's different here, brother. We've got our hands in the air. It's different here, brother. We lift our voice in praise. It's different here, brother. He's a good God. He's a great God. He's a mighty God. We don't mind telling God. We love you. We worship you. We glorify you. We adore you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Let's stand. Those people are crazy down there. Y'all been down there in the woodland? Boy, there's something else. There's something else. Oh, what do you mean? You just got to experience it. Well, what do they do? They're crazy down there. How are they crazy? And if you say Psalms 47 and 1, oh, clap your hands, all you people. You ought to listen to them. Let's do it. Well, who are they clapping their hands to? To the Lord God omnipotent that reigneth forever and ever and ever and ever. For the Lord of glory that's coming to take them home. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why those people get a smile on their face? They're in the middle of a building project. Man, they got a work day coming up. Why are they happy? Because it's the kingdom of God. 
and we're in on it. And God counted us worthy. Hallelujah. We could be out sitting, wasting away on a bar stool. We could be sitting somewhere where it's twice plucked up by the roots. We could be sitting somewhere where it's dull and dead and boring. Amen. And the word of the Lord isn't preached. But thank God for His mercy. If we're crazy, we're going to make the most of it. Hallelujah. We found a place of repentance. We were baptized in Jesus' name. We received the gift of the Holy Ghost. We're doing our dead level best to please the Lord of glory. And we don't mind letting you know He's a good God. He's a great God. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our exaltation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does that sound crazy? If it is, count me. Count me. Count me. Hallelujah. We're fixing to make our escape out of this world. The trumpet is going to sound. Hallelujah. Anybody want to go there? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. There may be somebody here tonight. Amen. Maybe you don't know what all the ebb and flow is. What all the give and take is. You may not have understood everything possibly that I've expressed tonight. But I can tell you this. And if you'll be honest with yourself, just a few moments, you will know this. I'm not happy where I'm at. And I'm not satisfied the way I've been living. It's not brought me the joy that I thought it would. It's not brought me the peace that I thought it would. But I do feel something tugging at my heart tonight. I do feel something yanking on me tonight. I've lived long enough without joy. I've lived long enough without peace. I've lived long enough without some righteousness. I've lived long enough without the Holy Ghost. I've lived long enough with my sins bearing around my shoulders. There's something inside of me that says, hey, I want free of that business tonight. Hallelujah. I want the Holy Ghost. I want my sins washed away. I want to know the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're here tonight and you're dissatisfied with your experience wherever you've come from, amen, can I tell you, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. On the day of Pentecost, brother, they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. He's not gone out of the Holy Ghost filling business. How many in this place have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. If you're here without it, you don't have to leave without it. If you're here and you want more, you can get more. If you're here tonight and you're in this church, just maybe through the course of this, you stopped and thought, you know what? God's been good to me. God's been kind to me. Hallelujah. I'm going to carry myself on the job. A little different now. I'm going to make my way through school a little different now. Because there's something beating in my heart. Hallelujah. Let the world make of it what they will. God has been good to me. Hallelujah. And my God is going to take me home. They may not understand it. But all this is my ticket out of here. Hallelujah. Is there anybody in this house tonight? I know it's a Wednesday night. You know what that means to God? Absolutely nothing. Hallelujah. All it means is, hey, if you'd like to come on down and say, God... I thank you for your mercy to me. God, I thank you for putting me in this church. God, I thank you for the pastor that you gave me. God, I thank you for the truth that you gave me. I thank you for the spirit you gave me. I thank you for the life that you gave me. Let the world think what they will. I'm going to use it as a ticket out of here. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. If you'd like to come on down, brothers and sisters. 
Let's lift our hands and thank the Lord. Amen for His mercy to us. I believe God wants to touch some hearts tonight. I believe God wants to break some bonds tonight. I believe God wants to pull some strings on some souls tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a God that wants to minister to you. There's a God that wants to help you. There's a God that wants to set you free. If you're here tonight and you want the Holy Ghost, if you're here tonight you want to be baptized, if you're here tonight you want to turn over a life to God, God is in this house. God is in this house. Hallelujah. 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 Brothers and sisters, let's gather in. Ladies, let's gather in and pray. Hallelujah. As we gather in, come on, friend. There's others here tonight. God wants to do something special in your heart. God wants to do something precious in your, amen, in your life. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's believe the Lord. He's here to help tonight. He's here to change tonight. He's here to set free tonight. He's here to break bonds tonight. He's here to break yokes tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, friend, let's pray. Come on, friend, let's seek the Lord. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah.
Bless me.